From the studio of NFW and Parts Unknown, you are listening to the return of the longest-running weekly episodic podcast in the history of nearfallwrestling.com. I am Chris Cage. I am Johnny C. And we welcome you back to this uh, wrestling discussion, this great long road that we take when we talk about wrestling. It's been a really long time since we've been here, but we're happy to be back with you. Incredibly happy. I'm I'm so pumped that we're doing this again. There's, you know, obviously it's a crazy time for wrestling right now, and there's a lot to discuss, and some people are doing things right. I feel some are doing things wrong, and there's just, it's a lot going on right now. It's a real crazy time in wrestling. I think that, I think that that's, um, it's the most unique time. You know, obviously it's the most unique time in the history of the world, honestly. Um, Absolutely. But... For wrestling, which is the only, I don't know, you you want to call it sport, you want to call it entertainment, but it's really the only thing that's putting out original content, um, you know, given the circumstances that are going on right now. And I think that that says something for the nature of the business and the show must go on mentality. Oh, absolutely. It does. You know, they haven't missed a week yet of any live wrestling, which has been incredible that they've been able to manage that with, you know, the disaster that we're currently living through with states being shut down. And it's 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 great that they are producing new talent every single week, three times a week. We're getting four times a week. We're getting live wrestling. Um, Well, live recorded wrestling anyway. Well, Um, yeah. (laughs) But we are fastly approaching uh, WrestleMania, and under normal circumstances, this would be the craziest, most exciting week in you know in the in the calendar year. And I don't know about you, Johnny, but I definitely feel lukewarm. <laughs> I would say lukewarm at best. It's been. It just doesn't have that same feel that this week normally carries, because right now we'd be right at the beginning. I think today's the day they start all of that stuff down. They would have started it all down in Orlando. Yep. And, you know, I mean, I'm I'm pleased with the show must go on mentality in the sense that we're going to get WrestleMania. We're going to get it when it was scheduled. But, you know, it's difficult to go through this weekend without NXT. It's difficult, obviously, to go through this weekend without SummerSlam. SummerSlam. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Without the Hall of Fame, which will probably be happening at SummerSlam. I know, dude. I'm so upset there's no Hall of Fame this year. Like, oh, that's my favorite night of wrestling. The entire... I know it's weird. I like that more than WrestleMania. (laughs) I mean, I'm with you. You know, it definitely carries that nostalgia with it, and... I think that that's definitely part of the it's part of the magic of what happens over the course of WrestleMania weekend. Um, Given the so so I guess my question to you now is, all right, here we are. It's, you know, April 1st. It's the you know, the the Wednesday coming up to WrestleMania and the world is in a state of flux. We don't know when we're going to go back to normal. We don't know when the sports are going to start again. We don't know when live crowds are going to start again. So let me ask you this question to start this conversation for today before we get into anything else. Should WrestleMania be happening? Are you happy that they're doing what they're doing? And if not, you know, give me a little, uh, you know, taste of what you're thinking. Yes, I feel that it absolutely should happen. And 
and how that works, I don't know. But I feel like if they pushed WrestleMania off and held it back, it would throw everything the rest of the calendar year in loop that they might be able to save if you know, with WrestleMania in place. Yes, it won't be the grandest stage of them all this year. Hopefully that will be SummerSlam, but I feel like the storylines need to end or begin or continue through to SummerSlam, but I feel like it needs to happen in some capacity. Yeah, you know, I agree with you um, from the standpoint of, well, where do they go? Do they just stop the feuds? You know, if they were going to, you know, postpone WrestleMania or whatever they're going to do, you wrestling is sort of like a, um, it's ever evolving. It's always moving. And, because it's week to week and the storylines carry over week to week to go from, you know, Edge and Randy Orton or like, let's see, the um, was the last live raw with a crowd was Randy Orton RKOing Beth Phoenix. No, uh, if yeah, it had to have been that one. So, you know, where do you go with that story? Did you just pause it until August or you know what I mean? Like right. You can't just abandon the storyline. It's not like in regular sports where we can pick up and play the next game of the season whenever, you know? Right. You know, this is WrestleMania. This is, you know, they work all year to build this moment. And they started building Drew in, in January. And without WrestleMania, that push just ends. It's just done. Like he's out there and well, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the whole thing. I mean, it's not just Drew McIntyre and and Brock. It's, you know, it's especially Edge and Randy Orton, which Edge's return in January becoming the single biggest story, obviously, of 2020, but probably of what, the last five years? I would say absolutely. It's one of the it is the biggest thing to happen in five years. And so, I mean, and that's and that's coming in a five year period where, you know, um, Shawn Michaels wrestled within the last five years. That's true, but that's not the point. I I guess that's not the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is, okay, for us to say that Edge returning at the Royal Rumble, which, by the way, you were at. I um, was there. It was absolutely incredible to see that live and to be a part of that and feel like you could feel the energy and the excitement when it happened. It was just it was mind blowing. But you think about the last five years in wrestling, right? Um, the the women's revolution, the women re- WrestleMania or main eventing WrestleMania, um, the the creation, and then seeing to fruition of AEW, um, the kind of obscurity that Impact Wrestling went into, the kind of U.S. bound birth that New Japan Wrestling had. The last five years of wrestling have been enormous, and to say that Edge coming back for this WrestleMania, or, you know, not for this WrestleMania, I mean, for the foreseeable future is is the biggest story. And so, you're in a position now, as a wrestling fan, to go, okay, well, I'm super excited about edge and randy orton so do i do i still care even though there won't be a crowd there to uh you know to to participate in the match and i know that you have strong opinions about the empty arena and the way that wwe has been putting on their product uh well you know we'll touch on aew later but give me your thoughts about the the empty arena product, the clip show product, everything that WWE has put forth since this 
coronavirus, uh, you know, situation has forced them to not have a crowd. It's I don't like the clip shows that WWE puts on in any capacity. I feel like at that point you're phoning it in. And but why? Because when you look at, you know, I know we're talking about AWA, but the way AEW is doing it, they're running a full show. They're not showing you an hour and a half Royal Rumble and you're getting like 15 to 20 minutes of new content. You know what I mean? I just I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but do you, do you feel that WWE is being more safe than AEW is? It it's hard to say. I mean, they got the order today that they can't film anything in Orlando now. There is a stay shelter in place act, so now they can't even leave the houses down there. So they obviously WrestleMania has all been filled or filled, yeah, uh, filled, so. filled ahead of time. So it's all done. It's all, which in and of itself is a bizarre concept, you know, at this point. Right. Imagine that, you know, WrestleMania was filmed two weeks prior to the actual event. Like it's done. It's over with all those moments have already technically happened. Right. That's what well, I mean. Think about it. If WrestleMania didn't happen, it, if they just all said, we're like, we're not going to even air it. Like we're just going to move forward. It'll be like when the Hart foundation won the tag titles. Yeah. Oh, not the Hart oh, foundation. Uh, the Rockers. Yeah. When the Rockers won the from, from the Hart foundation. Yeah. 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 Um, so obviously, you know, we know that WrestleMania is in the can. Um, and I, and I guess I'm kind of wondering, so, you know, obviously we both listen to various different wrestling podcasts and we have, um, you know, our, our wrestling chat that we participate in on a daily basis and that kind of a thing. And a lot of interesting ideas have been posed for what WrestleMania could look like. And I think it's funny because you, you kind of get the, the feeling like, the creative people from WWE are listening to these suggestions because they're probably, you know, trying to grasp at straws and trying to find any way that they can make this product look uh, and feel like, you know, like it's worth watching. Oh, absolutely. I've, uh, <laughs> it's weird. I feel like this is the WrestleMania that's most worth watching because you just want to see it. Like, yes, you go into it hoping that it's going to be this epic spectacle that they, they you know what? They, they pulled it off. They did what they needed to do, and it was amazing. But you also kind of really want it to be an absolute train wreck because you want to be like, I, do you guys remember when WrestleMania was a, a mess? <laughs> Well, here's here's where I'm at with it. I'm I'm I, I get it. You, you know, it's like a trainer. You don't want to stare, but you can't look away, kind of a thing. Um, but where I'm at with it personally is, I'm looking forward to watching the shows this weekend, and I will watch all of it in its entirety. I'm unfortunately I'm not at all excited. <laughs> at, you know, um, there's just the mystique is gone. However, I am very curious to see. Okay. So they're putting Cena versus uh, The Fiend in a Firefly Funhouse match. Okay, that'll be interesting. They're doing a empty arena last man standing match with Randy Orton and Edge. Again, the concept has already been done. You've seen the Funk match. You've seen the Rocket Mankind. Um, it, it was, I think it's Terry Funk and Jerry Waller that did it originally. Um, yeah, that, that's back when like the concession stand matches were a thing, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But so then I don't see why you wouldn't take, say, 
Okay, so I know you're doing a ladder match um, for the SmackDown tag team titles, but I don't know. I mean, to me, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte should have been a ladder match for the NXT Women's Championship. Oh, that would have been amazing to watch. Both of those two are insanely talented. But I think that they're... I, I have a feeling that you you know they're paying attention to the good things that AEW has been doing. And I just can't see WWE phoning it in for WrestleMania. You know, they might phone it in for Raw and SmackDown, you know, just to get content out there. But I kind of feel like the reason that they were phoning that in is to focus all their time and their energy into figuring out how to make WrestleMania not only watchable, but uh, memorable, you know? Oh, absolutely. You know, there's I'm just I'm getting a little nervous that with this two week time period, they're going to cram a lot of CGI and try to make things look far different than they actually look in the performance center. And that makes me a little nervous if it's going to look hokey. You know, what if they shot it like um, Lucha Underground? Oh, that would be awesome. A little more like close. Yeah, filmed it like a movie, up close, following everything. That would be really cool if they did something like that. But I just – it's going to be really hard, like, with that ladder match. Not having fans for a ladder match is going to be really weird. Like, when they fall, it's just going to be silent until they hit the mat. Would you would you prefer them to can the audience to have, like, you know, canned fan reaction? Um – it's interesting because I would like to see what that looks like to maybe think it would help out. But I also feel like it would be incredibly obvious and it would really take away from what was happening. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to do it on a on a sitcom television show versus this. Right. Like if also you know, you thought, had... that did cross my mind. Oh, no, I've definitely thought about it. And it's something that I feel like could maybe be done right. Yeah. Or I don't know, like and I I almost wish that they would do something where this year you could do like WrestleMania viewing parties over Skype, like WWE set it up for you, like you and six friends can set up webcams and stuff and watch it together. That'd be dope. I mean, you could totally do that, like Zoom video conferencing, if they would legally allow you to do it. Well, first of all, Zoom has been a, uh, a really, truly a godsend for for everybody who's going through this corona stuff. And I, I would think that WWE would try to take advantage or like partner up with, with them or something, because I think you're right. I think that'd be awesome to have, you know, WrestleMania on the screen and then all your friends kind of, you know, in little screens surrounding what you're watching so that you can react that way. And I think that would be, that's actually a really fantastic idea. It just, and I feel like WWE would have to okay that, which I don't know if they would be okay with doing, but in a time like well, this, you almost have to throw the away for free now, aren't they? Like they're giving the, the network away for free. Yeah. But I don't think you get the live pay-per-views with that. Oh, I didn't realize that. It's a, it's a far limited um, selection from what I read. Interesting. I mean, listen, sign up, you know, do your thing. Uh, we all know how that works. We're not going to tell you because we don't want to <laughs> get mad, but we all know how that works. Sign up and get your free month and do what you got to do. On the Internet, uh, on the Internet, I have the three faces of Foley for when I need to sign up for things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and they rotate, too. They do. They do. Uh, but, you know, I mean, honestly, this to me, it's interesting, you know, it. It, it almost becomes the most must-see WrestleMania ever because there's so much up in the air mm -hmm. that you just don't know. Right. You really just don't know. Like, you have to watch it. You can – and 
you can normally like kind of predict what WrestleMania, especially the last few years, what WrestleMania was going to be like, how it was going to play out almost to a T. Like it was relatively easy to see the direction they were going, but you just don't know with this one. You just have no idea what they're going to do. Well, and I think I think the fact that they are doing this makeshift version of the show uh, makes it so that you don't I mean, listen, we're sitting here right now having this conversation on a Wednesday night before WrestleMania, and I cannot tell you with full assurance that the guy that won the rest that won the Royal Rumble is going to win the title at WrestleMania. Usually. You know, more times than not, it's a foregone conclusion that that happens. That's the torch pass. But yeah, you had brought up a valid point the other day when we were talking about that, saying that, you know, does the lack of crowd maybe change the direction they would have gone in for that moment? Right. Right. Exactly. And I'm wondering you know, we, we can talk about this a little in depth because let's, you know, let's quickly go through it, but we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on it because we're, you know, trying to uh, keep our shows, you know, to an hour time versus the, the three hours we used to do. But yeah. Um, yeah, so I figured what we could do is, you know, we'll, we'll go through the WrestleMania card. Um, we'll talk a little bit about each match and then we'll do AEW and then, you know, if there's any time up, we'll get to another thing for today. Uh, the format of the show is probably going to be a little different uh, going forward, but this is kind of our uh, getting our feet wet, getting ourselves back on the air. So um, please do, uh, you know, keep looking at us uh, in the future and, uh, you know, we'll continue to put out new content as much as we can. Yes. And, uh, you know, but like I said, the format will change. So, um, so, okay. So I guess the question is before we go through the card, let's, let's try this. WrestleMania is too big for one night, AKA there's two nights, which means that there's two matches that close the show. What are those two matches? Brock and Drew is closing. I believe the first night, right? I think they're on Saturday from what I understand. Saturday night. And then I, don't rem- uh, I don't recall what the second night was. I want to say it was um, Cena and the Fiend. Oh, it's not. I mean, it's not announced. That's what I'm asking you. What do you think? No, I thought I saw a schedule somewhere that said this is probably what it's going to be. Oh, well, I mean, you know, probably. Yeah, OK, all right. Yeah, we don't know. So, but what would I pick to be them? Yeah, 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 yeah. I would definitely put Drew Brock main event Sunday night. That's uh, me too. I think you have to. Right. That's the moment. That's what you watch. That that's what you're watching this WrestleMania to see. Yeah. I almost feel like Saturday night's main event, <laughs> no pun intended, um, should be <laughs> Becky and Shannon Baszler. No. Well, I know you hate Shannon Baszler, but <laughs> if you're gonna put any woman's match on the main event of this card, it needs to be Charlotte versus Rhea. Has to. <laughs> I, I understand that mentality. I just think that the bigger match to me. Okay, so I understand the purpose of NXT or the NXT title. Like it's it's a huge deal, and I'm super happy that they're doing it. But to me, the bigger match is Becky and and Shayna. Be- Becky's been champion for a year, you know, and they've done an excellent, excellent do- job. You know, love her or hate her, building Shayna Baszler up to be this monster, and. If Becky beats her, I mean, you just solidify Becky forever. And if she doesn't, then Shayna is made because she beats the person that hasn't been able to be defeated over the course of a full year, you know? Absolutely. I mean, they've done a really good job of 
making you think Shayna Baszler is an absolute wrecking machine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and they've done a very good job with that. I'm not a fan of hers, but I understand that she is a big deal and she is a huge part of their plans moving forward. And just that I don't like her doesn't mean she's not, you know, talented. Yep. So you have your way. Charlotte Rhea is Saturday night and Brock and Drew is Sunday night. Um, No, I was just if you're going to put a woman's match, I prefer it to be that one. So what would you do in place of that if you weren't going to do the woman, the women? Um, clearly Dolph Ziggler's match. Clearly. His first WrestleMania match of all time. Is it really? Yeah, he, he commented. He goes, 15 years. I'm finally getting on the show. I feel like Michael Cole. No, he's he's wrestled in uh, ladder in, in the Money in the Bank match. I'm pretty sure he wrestled in that Money in the Bank match at 30. No, not 30. 30. 31 that the one oh no maybe he didn't no i don't think so interesting well (laughs) okay then um but clearly clearly then that has to be the main event yeah, one. Oh, okay. Here, actually, I have it. I have it here. It's laid out, um, not in order, but these are the matches. So Saturday night will feature the Raw Women's Championship, which is Becky and Shayna. Yep. The WWE Championship, which now is Braun Strowman versus Goldberg. Yep. And I, yeah, it, you I, know, it makes complete sense that Roman pulls out of that match, like. Oh, going through what he went through for the last year and a half. Like you have to. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's what is he? His immune system is, you know, compromised. You can't you just can't take the risk. You know, he went through chemotherapy and they're saying that that is a huge thing that could make the coronavirus deadly versus just, you know, you know, getting a really, really, really bad virus. You know, he could die. And I get why he would say, nah, 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 nah. (laughs) He's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. It ain't worth it, fam. I, and, you know, down the road that, you know, they're going to give him a shot. I have a feeling that a lot of this stuff is going to either culminate or, or or be revisited at SummerSlam. Absolutely. SummerSlam is going to be the next it this year, especially it's going to be the granddaddy of them all. If they oh, can do it, if they can do it. I think I, you know, I really think by then it should be fine. It um, freaking better be. <laughs> Uh, so then we have the Firefly Funhouse match with Cena and the Fiend. Now, is that? And, do you think what is the Firefly Funhouse match going to be? I mean, Lord knows. <laughs> I have you no know, idea. is it going to go back to when um, Bray Wyatt had the um, the writ match with Randy Orton on in his trailer? You mean? Oh, right. Oh, you mean at the Wyatt compound? Yeah. Uh, well, Brandy Orton burned that to the ground. <laughs> but do you so think thinking, out of the ashes, instead of literally going to wrestle it in the, the ashes, it was the Firefly Funhouse that got um, resurrected from the ashes like a phoenix. Um, I mean, Maybe that would that's be where awesome. the vulture came from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, listen, I mean, it's funny because I, this is one of the more compelling stories on the WrestleMania card. The storytelling, it's interesting because the first the first encounter between the two of them where, where, where Bray, you know, the fiend, walks out onto the stage and points to the WrestleMania sign. It was like, 
oh, this is weird. And then, the, you know, the next week they did that promo on SmackDown between Bray and Cena. And it was it was just brilliant. It was so beyond what I would have expected them to, go, you know, there's a level of realism that goes with this WrestleMania because I think that you have to tell those real stories and them, you know, them saying that the fiend was created because John Cena buried Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania all those years ago. It, it's such a, it's a, such a, um, even, even though it's a quick pickup of it, it's really long-term storytelling. And I, I, I appreciate it very much. You know, it's 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 great what they're doing with John Cena and the way that they have built this storyline. You know, I always have a little bit of an issue with part timers coming in for WrestleMania. And, you know, I wasn't always the biggest fan of John Cena, but him being gone, you know, you under you get it, you see it. And they've done a really good job since it's been 16 months since Cena has been involved in a main like a storyline storyline, something like that. And the way that they've made this storyline carry out that it's been years in the making to this point, they've done a really good job making a cohesive story out of the fact that Cena and Bray have this history. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, that's, and the thing is, like I said, putting it in the Firefly Funhouse setting makes it so that again, it doesn't really matter that there's a crowd there. So we'll, you know, we'll see what happens there. Um, and then also on Saturday night, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, another really long-term story that's been going on, at least for by modern standards anyway. Um, I can't help but thinking I would like this match better if it was in a steel cage or hell in a cell. I think that I I, 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 I don't even know how to feel about this match. This is one of those ones where I'm like, eh, I don't really care. Um, I did. I cared when the live crowd was reacting to it. Um, it this, this to me just seems like it. Listen, okay. If we're going to say positive things about it, Seth Rollins is an amazing heel. The Monday Night Messiah character has grown and evolved into something that is really, really entertaining. And I don't know. I mean, what do you think? I, I have a hard time with factions I don't care about. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And especially with factions of wrestlers who ah, like, I don't know, AOP's good, I guess, but I don't care about them in any you way. Now it's just AO because P is hurt. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's just the weirdest combination of people. And I, you know, is it, are you trying to be like, uh, are they like a three minute warning type deal? Like these, these big monsters that are his backing. Like I just have an issue no. with it. I, I feel you. I think that what they're, they're trying, it's, um, it's in the elk of straight edge society. Almost. I feel like they should start shaving heads. They should, if they don't, it's a missed opportunity. <laughs> it's definitely a missed opportunity. Uh, we also have the SmackDown tag team titles, new day, Usos and Morrison and Miz. Um, Again, an elongated story, kind of, at least it runs through at least the last couple of months. And then the Elimination Chamber, you know, tag title match, which was really good. Um, I think that you, you know, that's in, listen, making it a ladder match is a smart move because 
I think that what happens then is you get more eyes on it and people are focused on the ladders. But it's like you said, <laughs> with without the crowd, it's going to be really quiet. It's, it's going to be very quiet, you know, and I think for the people involved, it could be all right. Like Morrison's going to do something insane. You know that Kofi's going to do something insane. I mean, Big E's just going to manhandle people through ladders, which is going to be great to watch. Yep. You know, it, there's a lot they could do with it now that it's a ladder match. You know, it, it's going to be weird because when they fall, you're just going to hear like it's going to be silent. And it's just then you're going to hear the crash. And, uh, I don't know. It's going to be weird seeing how that goes. But they've had the two weeks. Maybe they could edit out some of that awkwardness with making sure the commentators are talking during certain points or whatever they got to do. But on paper, all six people in this match are great. You know, I don't want to see the Usos win by any means, but. I wouldn't be infuriated if they did. I just don't really want to see them win this match. Yeah. I mean, um, personally, I think Ms. Morrison retained because that's pretty much all they have going for them at this given point. But they brought Morrison back for absolutely nothing. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> for now. For now. <laughs> we'll see where they go with him. I'm hoping that they can turn this into a Ms. Morrison feud. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I, I hope that's the route they go with this, you know, because I feel like the two of them could really push a storyline and really make you care about it. Yep, absolutely. The the other matches on here are the Rob Kronkowski made uh, King Corbin versus Elias match, which <clears throat> is like a, a match that should be on philosophy. So, yeah. Uh, and then you've got the women's tag team titles, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus the Kabuki Warriors, which is awesome for Alexa and Nikki, who have been doing really good work with, you know, without the titles being uh, anywhere near them. And it's nice to see Asuka and, you know, Kyrie Sane putting the belts on the line and going back into a tag team program. It'll give the, the titles some sort of meaning, I guess. Absolutely. And then the Intercontinental Championship, which is Daniel Bryan and, and Sami Zayn, which is actually one of the matches that I am looking forward to the most. If anybody knows how to play to not wrestling in front of anyone, it's indie guys like Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn. And I think that they're going to put on a heck of a match. Oh, they absolutely are. They're I mean, they're both fantastic wrestlers. They know what they're doing. I'm sure, um, you know, that they've wrestled a ton of in front of people i mean more times than they can remember wrestling in front of nobody you're right they'll be able to play to the empty arena i just hope with that match daniel bryan likes doing that chain wrestling and it's it can get really boring to watch and i feel like if it's silent it's going to be mind-numbingly boring (laughs) i know i know you know, when he just like holds in some kind of like crazy submission move for like 30 seconds, and you're just like, well, I mean, all right. You know what I was thinking? What if they put what if they put music behind them wrestling? You know, how like like kind of like a la like No Mercy. If it's not the Six Flags theme song. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> no, it'll be that. You know, like from like, you know, from N64. That or I want it to be Smash Mouth. All star on repeat. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, so I feel at this point, the commentators are what need to really carry the show. 
Yeah, and it's interesting because Michael Cole has been doing this whole thing solo. I don't know. It's really interesting. Sorry, I know I say that word a lot. To to see the absence of Corey Graves, um, kind of unexplained, and unless maybe he's got a reason for not being there, it should be. I mean, I, I wonder if they. No, yeah, I don't know. I kind of wonder whether they'll do the the commentary from afar. I almost think you might see them do some kind of. I mean, the commentators might be at ringside and they'll show them doing things, but they may maybe they do the matches after. That's a, you know, like a, a la like primetime wrestling. Yeah, like. Show show them at ringside, have them sitting there, obviously, and then do like the next we got coming up, like all of that type of stuff. But you could really dub the matches so that they'll know where they need to fill. Yeah. Yeah. So that rounds out Saturday uh, and then Sunday. We'll go, we'll go through them and then whichever ones you want to talk about, we'll talk about. So we've got True and Brock. We've got the Boneyard match, The Undertaker and AJ Styles. Now, La- I, I do want to talk about that one. Sure. I'm reading that the Boneyard could end up being what kind of like a buried alive match. That's kind of the vibe that I got because they said, I'm going to bury you in the Boneyard. And it's like, all right, like well, it's just, is, is, is burying. Maybe we're just reading too much into it because it's the Undertaker that, you know, is involved in this match. Well, but I'm sorry, but the, the, the thing that you're, you're mistaking here is it's actually Mark Calloway versus Uncle Alan. <laughs> <laughs> because that, that's the route that they chose to take with this. Yeah, the Undertaker is just not digging holes and taking souls anymore. No, and, and you know what's interesting too is that sorry, I keep saying that word. He he cut that promo, and you know obviously he looked like you know American badass. He looked like biker Mark, whatever. And he doesn't really cut a good promo when he's not in the dead man character. I mean, shoot me if you want, but that's that's my opinion. Uh, and I think that AJ's promos have been sort of nonsensical. Like if they had started this feud six months ago, taking shots like that would have made more sense. Yes. Agreed. But the fact the fact that it, it started at uh, Super Showdown and AJ's mad because he lost two matches it, – you know, it just doesn't have, you know, Michael Cole's like, this is the most personal match. I'm like, no, it's not. The most personal match is Edge and Randy Orton by far. And this, you know, I don't know. It, it just seemed like they could have gone a different route. Um, but they obviously took Undertaker back to the American Badass because they can't do the Undertaker as a phenom without a crowd. Yeah, the entrance would just be weird to watch silent. Yeah, yeah. So um, and also, you know, you noticed in that promo that The Undertaker talked about having his own unholy trinity there uh, off the air. You and I posed posed the <laughs> idea that, that it would be Ron and Don Harris. <laughs> I love the disciples I, of Apocalypse. I think that might I think that might not happen. <laughs> I really hope that it does. I mean, it's more likely it's like Tugboat. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Shockmaster. Um, I, I think I think you'll see Kane, and I'm wondering maybe see Foley. Maybe Foley. I'm I'm thinking honestly, it's going to be the APA with Kane, Kane and the APA. 
What if it what if it was Phineas? No, what was his name in the ministry? Midian. What if it was Midian? <laughs> Only naked Midian. Is he still alive? Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. But if you're taking the mantle then for killing for killing people, I know I, that's usually your thing there. <laughs> I don't. I know Big Vis passed away, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Obviously, we're going through like the scraps if we think that those are the ones that are going to show up, even if they were alive. <laughs> oh, God. Giant Here Gonzalez. Mark yeah. Henry. I mean, I would be all right with Mark Henry. So then there obviously the Edge Randy Orton match, which we've talked about. Um, but we can go into into it if you want to. I mean, listen, storytelling at its finest. Randy Orton is one of, if not the uh top heel in the business and he's definitely in the top five of heels of all time in my opinion i would definitely um, say he's he's up there at this point you know and this version of the heel character is kind of awesome in the respect that it's it's methodical because in his in his mind what he's telling you is he was doing all of this to save his best friend yeah. and i i really like the way that they spun it where he's not just that He's almost like a villain now because he has a reason that he believes in. Oh, you yeah. Know, that that's I'll, why I'll he- like Lex Luthor or, you know, Otto Octavia. You know what I mean? It's like it's totally like, you know, they went from him being just a heel to being like a, a legitimate villain. And I love it. It's this is one of the best stories he has told in years. Um, and that's completely credit to. Randy into Ed, you know, who also has been brilliant. Um, I thought I thought Beth was brilliant. And listen, I thought Matt Hardy was great in his awkward role in this whole thing, too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They've done a really, really good job with this. And you haven't really missed that Edge wasn't physical or really even involved for a lot of it. You know, they oh, it's did better a, that way. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's a spectacle. We all know. Obviously, Edge is not going to be the talent that he was, you know, nine, ten years ago. But I sure. watching him at the Rumble, he's leapfrogging Roman Reigns like my man still got it. Yep. And I think that I mean, there's there's no doubt in my mind that that's the one that steals the show. And if nothing else, if nobody remembers anything else about WrestleMania 36 they will remember this match you know? absolutely and I feel like so. they, they have a really good being the empty arena match they have a lot of tools at their disposal that they wouldn't normally have it just makes me nervous for Edge in terms of safety but you know he's not going to be unsafe so no he's not going to be unsafe and I feel like a lot of it will take place in the ring but then when they get yeah. out of it, it's going to be more. I'm going to throw you into this, but he, you're not going to see Edge taking bumps outside of the ring. No, not at all. I mean, you know, I, I would think not. Do you think, like a year ago or so, when he was just like, "I can come back. I'm going to make this return." That his big WrestleMania match is an empty arena match. I know. Well, but he'll have you know all of these guys. I believe in my heart, sitting here tonight, that all of these guys are going to have a, a, a moment. You know. A, like a real WrestleMania moment at SummerSlam. Absolutely. The ones that yeah. really, really need it. And, you know, yeah. it, because it's, it is, it's 
you feel bad for Drew that he's not going to have that crowning moment where you stand on the top rope holding the, the belt high if that's the direction they go. They you, won't. You know, they won't. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. No, I and doubt you're, he's not going to win a title at WrestleMania. Yeah. You, wait, you think he's going to win it? No, I don't. I agree with you. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think he'll win the title at SummerSlam for sure. Yeah, they're, but that's they're going to have to. like. But, you know, obviously – the reason I feel bad is he doesn't get that WrestleMania moment. I know they'll give him a moment. Sure. But it's not it going to be standing yeah. on the ropes, holding that WrestleMania is bigger than SummerSlam in every aspect. Yep. Absolutely. Well, but maybe this year it's not, you know what no. I mean? Like, Oh, this year it's definitely not. There's no way it can be, but I honestly don't see any way that they can have Drew win the title at, at this WrestleMania. You, I don't see how you could switch the belt on anyone, honestly. Um, the Kabuki Warriors, like who cares? Well, I mean, yeah, but do you, do you think that Braun is going to beat Goldberg? I yes, I do. Really, I do only because Goldberg. Well, I mean, maybe at this point, who knows? Goldberg can just hold the title and not be on TV because there's no TV. Exactly. That's why I think he's going to hold on to it. I wouldn't be surprised if it's. But he 30- can't jackhammer Braun. Sorry for cutting you off. <laughs> he could barely jackhammer freaking The Undertaker. And Braun's three times the size. I know. I know. Braun's like a Mack truck. Yeah. <laughs> that should be interesting. Oh, I just. Um, that's another thing I have an issue with. <laughs> Well, okay, we can we can go long form on that some other time to use the Conrad Thompson term there. Yeah. Um, so SmackDown Women's Championship match is, uh, you know, the six pack challenge. Uh, nice way to showcase Naomi, who's been on a on a tear. Lacey Evans, who I really like now. I did not initially like. No, once they got rid of that, that gimmick she had in the beginning, I wasn't really a fan of it being that in your face. Yeah, I think they've they've figured it out for her, and I, I like her a lot now. Um, I, I've I've she's grown on me as a talent. Tamina's in this match. I don't really understand why. And then you've got Bailey and Sasha. I think the story that gets told here is Bailey and Sasha. Yeah, because that's got to be the feud going into SummerSlam. Yeah, and I have, I have a strong suspicion that Sasha's going to be the one that walks away with this belt. Um, but we'll so, see. Does she beat Bailey or no? I would say no. I would say no. I think that Bailey's going to be like, well, you didn't beat me. Right. Bailey doesn't take the pinfall. Someone else does. I don't think she retains the title. But as we know, there's no more rematch clause. So she's just screwed now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's no more rematch clause. So they made a big announcement that there's no more rematch clauses. That was was like the main thing they talked about. And then they were like, no, we're just kidding. (laughs) Then they immediately went against it. Um, so then, uh, there's Street Profits and Austin Theory and Angel Garza, which seems really bizarre to me. Well, um, not you be, obviously see? Austin's in there because I'm trying to get hurt, but the fact that it was on trying and Angel Garza, like, I don't know, just, it's strange. Did you, did you see the social distancing plancha, uh, last night on Monday Night Raw? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was nowhere near hitting that. Yeah, they um I mean listen Austin theory a lot. Um 
but it, it, the whole thing is just strange. Um, listen, Street Profits, love them. I really love them. I think that they're super entertaining. I think that they deserve to be the champions. Uh, you know, this to me, this match is a throwaway, but we'll you know we'll see. Unfortunately, that's where it is. It's not going to be that crowning moment for either one of these teams. And even I don't even know, even if it was a real WrestleMania, I feel like this is going to be a bathroom match because they haven't built it. Yeah, but there's zero build. You know, this is something that they were like, well, you know, they obviously want Street Profits on TV um, because they're super entertaining and people love them. And. But I mean, listen, Garza and Andrade have been over in that feud with Ray and Humberto. But why suddenly they're the I don't know. Maybe I see it. They have had a lot of TV time. They have had a lot of exposure. So, well, I don't know. That combination of wrestlers is the only thing being filmed for WWE television at this point. I, I know. <laughs> Every single um, week they have some combination of tag matches. For 47 minutes. Yeah, it's like you turn on Raw in the first hour and you turn on the Raw in the third hour and it's still going. It's a clip show. And then in, to bridge the gap of clips, it's them. <laughs> um, for some reason, Bobby Lashley and Aleister Black don't understand why that's happening. That's a very like Davy Boy Smith versus the Berserker kind of situation there. <laughs> I feel like once they knew it was going to be two nights, they had to add a handful of matches. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously why that's on there. And Alistair Black will win because it's Alistair Black. So, um, yeah, and for him, um, that's great. But why that should open the show. So the, so the last two that are on here are to me are big deals. Um, we'll talk about the, the men's match and then we'll talk about the women's match. The, the, the last match written here for Sunday is Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. And <laughs> let me tell you something. It's not that funny because Otis is crazy over and this feud that he's had, the, the crowd is so behind him. Dolph Ziggler has been brilliant as a heel the last couple of months. The, the trouble that I have is that Otis's entire thing is based on the crowd. That's I was just going to say that his entire gimmick right now is based on the crowd. If he's oiling himself up and rubbing himself in an empty arena, it's just weird at this point. I, I, it's going to be weird, but I'm going to love it. <laughs> you, you know what? You might be right. And I hope it's not awkward that he's just oiling himself up on top of Dolph Ziggler in the match, because that's everything everyone critiques wrestling about being. Oh, he's actually going to bring Michael Nakazawa out there. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's just going to just like glide across the ring. I hope so. <laughs> he just slip and slides. Um, clearly, you would think that if this match was at WrestleMania with a crowd, Otis would win. But I have a feeling Ziggler gets to win and they continue this feud, too. Yeah, I think Ziggler gets to win because it's Ziggler and he is oh, like, I feel like he deserves that at this point. Well, that plus I feel like you can know there's still more story to be told here. Yes, absolutely. And then, of course, the I think the match that that outside of Edge and Orton to me defines this WrestleMania is the NXT Women's Championship, which is being defended by Rhea Ripley uh, against Charlotte Flair. 
the single most important match that WWE could put on because it there's so much to it and it's 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 so deep because the thing is that they've been trying to legitimize NXT since the birth of AEW and this is where you get it you get your legitimacy from this match which to me under under different circumstances but maybe even under these circumstances has the potential to steal WrestleMania 100% has the the ability to steal WrestleMania hands down without a doubt but my issue is I don't feel it's going to do as much for either super as it would have done if they had weeks of crowd shows to put on to really push the angle because I feel like no one's invested like they are or would have been it's it's hard to watch wrestling now very very hard to watch wrestling and i find myself zoning out on a lot of it because it's kind of been a hodgepodge of disaster and i feel that really hurt this storyline which would have been the best storyline going into wrestlemania what what has not having the crowd there to build the NXT oh, angle. I don't think it's a hodgepodge, though. I don't think that they're throwing anything together at all. And I think that this story started off really strong with the crowd. Um, I think the thing that suffers the most from this is the fact that there's no takeover. And that, you know, they had built um, the rest of the women who, by the way, listen, bar none. And I will say this with full confidence the, the NXT women's roster is the best women's roster in professional wrestling. It beats the main roster in WWE and it floors AEW. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they, they were going to have that big ladder match, you know, and, and they're still going to have it. It's going to be on NXT TV. But it, I, I feel like. Had you had that ladder match, you know, the night before, two nights before, and then had somebody ready to be the challenger for either Flair or or Ripley, it almost it, it almost diminishes it. Not it doesn't diminish it, but it it would have added to the story. Absolutely, it would have. But I just feel that this story would have been so much. There would have been so much added to it with the crowd, and that's where you realize how important the crowd is. You don't feel the heat of, you know, main roster versus NXT that you would. You don't you don't feel the energy of the diehard NXT fans that realize it's the best brand there is or the people for the main roster brands like you could. This could have been so big in not having. Yep. Not having a crowd hurts that. Absolutely. I think that that's and, and that's the big story of not only our show today, but of what will follow in the next couple of days as we move towards WrestleMania. Um, do you want to run down predi- predictions, or do you think that at this point it's a it's a as Joey Tribbiani would say a moot point? Um, I uh, we could run down predictions quick. I mean, just to get them on on tape. Okay. I think I think maybe we tackle AEW next week uh, yeah. at this point. Um, yeah, I agree with that. But let's um, you know, let's run this down. So let's go. Uh, Raw Women's Championship: Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. Johnny C chooses. Shayna Baszler. Chris Cage chooses Becky Lynch. 
Really? Oh, because because of the moment. Yep. I can see um, that. I think I think Becky may have a chance here. Where you know, I think that that's another elongated feud. We'll see where she wouldn't have had the chance. Yeah, you know, I have to remember what the status of this WrestleMania is. I know, I know. You really have to think about it. Um, okay, so WWE Universal Championship match: Braun Strowman versus Goldberg. I think I'm going to go with Goldberg on this. I think you swayed me. I agree. Goldberg for the win on that one. The Firefly Firefly Funhouse match, John Cena versus The Fiend. The Fiend has to win that. Yeah, The Fiend has to. I mean, there's no doubt that has to happen. (laughs) I don't feel that John Cena stands any chance. Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. Rollins. I'm I'm going Kevin Owens. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I think they're going to put it to bed. I hope so. Um, especially with one of the AOP being injured, you know. Yeah. And I, but I think that you need to have all of those guys who have been involved in this feud down there, um, making a lot of noise during this match, you know, kind of a thing. Absolutely. Absolutely, the, you need that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a la AEW. We'll tackle that next week. Um, yeah. Yeah. A ladder match uh, for the SmackDown Championships is New Day, Usos, and Miz and Morrison. I've, I'm going to go Miz and Morrison retain. I agree. I agree. I hope you're writing these down. I guess we can just go listen to it later. Yeah. Um, we can check the archives. Elias versus King Corbin. Yeah, check the archives. <laughs> I'm going to go Elias, but I really have no care in the world at all for this match. I don't care about this match either, but I, sh- I think Corbin's going to beat him. Yeah. Uh, Cor- Cor- Corbin's like crazy at the top of their food chain right now, so... The women's tag team championship match, uh, Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Kabuki Warriors. Bliss and Cross, take it. I agree. Yep. Intercontinental championship match, Daniel Bryan versus Sami Zayn. Daniel Bryan wins, I feel. Nope, Sami Zayn. I I think that he has earned his keep as being one of the best parts of anything WWE has put on in the last six months, and I think that he'll retain it. I feel like that's why he won't, because they just don't care. They don't do what is right. I know. I know. But I, I still I'm standing by it. All right. um, McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar on Sunday night. McIntyre. Oh, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. I retain. I I, I pull that back. I'm going to go. Brock wins. So you're taking you're sharing my suggestion that Brock I, will. Oh, yeah. We, we checked the tape. We 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 checked the tape. You you said it. And I agree with you. Brock will not win clean. But no, Brock God. Will. Oh, if he wins clean, the story's over. It's dead. They yeah. cannot yeah. do that. The Boneyard match with uh, Mark Calloway versus Uncle Alan. Uncle Alan. Do you think AJ is going to beat him? Yeah. Wow. I'm, we're going to disagree on this one because I think that Mark Calloway is going to going to bury him. Literally or figuratively. <laughs> I just I don't think it does. Taker doesn't need the win. AJ could use this moving forward. In- he, could, he could use the rub, but I, I don't know. I just feel like he can't go after somebody's wife and then lose. <laughs> That's true. I mean, you're right. He could use the rub. He doesn't need the rub. Clearly, he's AJ Styles, but no, he's a Hall of Famer already. You know? Right. Exactly. I just feel I also feel like this match is happening because AJ Styles begged to wrestle The Undertaker because I could see him be like, come on. Yeah. Oh, 100 uh, percent. 
I, I can see it going either way, but I am going to stick with my pick of AJ Styles. Okay. Uh, the last man standing match between Edge and Randy Orton. Clearly Randy Orton. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, uh, it's been built for the whole time to be Randy Orton going over. Could you imagine if Randy did win? I'd be, it would blow my mind. It would. But <clears throat> it's another thing where, you know, this doesn't. Either person could obviously it's set for Edge to win, but yeah, I mean, so we're both in agreement that Edge is winning this match. Yes, but oh, I, right. if they had Randy Orton win, it's not a main storyline, so it could go either way. But I feel like it's Edge on hundred percent Edge. Yeah, it's hundred percent Edge. Like there's no doubt in my mind. The SmackDown <clears throat> Women's Championship match: Naomi, Lacey Evans, Tamina. Bailey and Sasha clearly Tamina is winning. I mean, Tamina is winning it because she's owed it because of who her father was. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Have a killer birthday. Um, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> Sasha Banks is my pick. I agree with you. Yep. The Raw Tag Team Championship match between the Street Profits, Austin Theory, and Angel Garza. Street Profits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Guaranteed. Uh, Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. Um, Bobby Lashley's sisters will win. <laughs> so Lana? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's his baby mama. He had three sisters oh. when he wrestled Sami Zayn. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> um, no, I think Black goes over, hands down. <laughs> I think, yeah, obviously. Uh, Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Tamina. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Otis. Uh, I don't know. Without the crowd. Ah, fuck. Um, I feel like Otis is still going to go. I'm going to go with, I'm going to stick with Otis. I'm going to stick with Otis too. I, I, in my mind, I'm saying Dolph Ziggler, but I'm saying Otis cause I don't want to be wrong. You know, when you said it earlier, we talked about it. It was one of those like, yeah, the, his whole thing is the crowd. We, and then we, we round this off with, uh, the NXT women's championship, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Rhea Ripley, hands down. I think she has to, um, I would be stunned if Charlotte won. Yeah, this is Charlotte's moment to pass the torch to NXT where she came from to make NXT a monster deal. But does it make NXT a monster deal if Charlotte goes to NXT to be their champion? It, I feel like it does, but I feel like when you have an NXT person best a, a main roster person. It, it holds more weight for the NXT brand. Yeah. You know, I think that she, I think, I think you can almost do Rhea Ripley winning obviously, and then have Charlotte go down to NXT or whatever over to NXT and continue that feud. You know, it Absolutely. doesn't have to end because Charlotte loses. Absolutely. I hope it doesn't end because I, I think the two of them are going to have a fantastic match. There's a lot of stories to be told for WrestleMania, and obviously there's there's so much up in the air, but it's really, you know, it's exciting. And it's not the excitement isn't like, oh, yes, this is WrestleMania. It's, oh, yes, I can't wait to see how this plays out, you know. I, it, it's going to be very interesting because you're right. I do have excitement for this WrestleMania in a really weird way, like you just said, like. You know, I'm excited because I want to see how it's going to be, how it's going to be presented. I mean, my ultimate dream, as I've told you in the past, is that they turned all of the PC into a freaking pirate ship. Like, I think that would be amazing if that's what I, they chose to do. I couldn't agree more. I don't think that's the route they're going, but it would be awesome. 
the uh, yeah, I I completely agree with you. We, I mean, listen, you can't do better than having a giant pirate ship. So, <laughs> um, so I think I think that's gonna. I think that's going to do it for us for this week where um, we want to have a discussion to talk about all things AEW and maybe we just do an entire AEW show. Uh, It just so happens that right now we're doing this in the midst of WrestleMania season. I just want it to be known that I am currently watching AEW though, while this is going on, it is on my television in the background in my, in my home studio. It's TBRing for me. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to have that conversation. I also want to have a conversation about the dark side of the ring and not I want to have all the conversations about that because the new Jack episode was amazing. Yeah, you know, and the thing is, um, we Johnny, Johnny and I have discussed the potential of bringing on other panelists and maybe that's a conversation that we can have with uh, you know, other members of our chat that yep. we would like to bring on to talk about Dark Side of the Ring. We, you know, we can have that conversation. So uh, we kind of do have it mapped out. Um, I think next week we'll tackle, you know, the aftermath of WrestleMania and perhaps the week that follows that will be our AEW kind of <laughs> expose. Expose. <laughs> and, uh, and then, you know, we can kind of go from there going forward. We don't know what kind of new content we're going to get. You know, all of the WrestleManias. Or so all of WrestleMania has been filmed. I don't know if they did the Raw after WrestleMania. You know, we, we don't know. So oh, all, right. all that remains to be seen. Have, yeah. um, we do invite you to please like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That is the two places that you can get this podcast for the time being. We will expand it eventually, but for now, that's where we're going to be. And uh, we thank you for listening to us. We're really excited to be back. This is something that we've wanted to do for a really long time. So we appreciate the love and support. And, uh, you know, tell your friends, you know. Yep. Tell everyone. Definitely, you know, leave us a five-star review. Or if if you didn't like the show, leave a one-star. But leave constructive criticism. Let's not resort to the toxicity of the Internet. Yeah, don't be a douche. <laughs> yeah, don't be a douche. Leave a comment. <laughs> if you didn't like it, leave constructive criticism. We will work on it. We will try. We are we are striving to get better every week. You know, like, you know, Cage just said, you know, it's taken a long time for us to get back here. You know, life happens and we're just really happy to be back now. And we want to make the show as as entertaining and fun as possible. And, you know, the thing is, we uh, we're both lifelong fans. We have a, a pretty solid knowledge base. And if there's things that you want us to talk about. Um, give our opinions about or, you know, make you laugh, whatever, you know, let us know. You can uh, leave your comments, like I said, on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, uh, you know, and we'll we'll try to accommodate those two in the future. Absolutely, we will. And uh, as we always say here, uh, thanks for listening and uh, have a week. Have a week.